You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 55. Today's show is the first part from our live recording at South by Southwest, where we interviewed teams from Target's accelerator, Techstars. Atif Siddiqui, CEO of Branch Messenger, and Nevin Shetty and Lizzie Ellingson, founders of Blueprint Registry, joined us on stage to talk about Techstars, work-life balance, and asking what you can do for a corporation in addition to what they can do for you. What can a startup or corporation do for you? Let us help you answer that question at our Inside Outside Innovation Summit, June 19th through the 21st. Startups get a chance to show their stuff with a $100,000 pitch contest, and corporations can stage purposeful meetings with them by becoming a sponsor. For tickets and more information, visit theiosummit.com. Just so that everybody can get to know you a little bit better, uh, what's your name, where you live, and what do you do? Great, yeah, Tiff Siddiqui, uh, founder, CEO of Branch Messenger. Uh, we're based out of Minneapolis. We made the move from LA to Minneapolis just this past summer and ended up staying there. Yeah. And how is Minneapolis compared to LA? It's good. You know, I think for a fast-growing company like ourselves, we can get a lot done with less amount of capital and talent there is awesome. And so we've been we've been moving pretty quickly there. That's good. So uh, take a step back, Branch yeah. Messenger. What is Branch Messenger? So uh, Branch Messenger is a communication platform for hourly shift workers to help them manage their work life. For the enterprise, it allows them to sort of meet some of their address or their staffing and operational needs at scale. So, you know, we have a mobile first platform that allows employees to swap shifts easily, to communicate at that store level. For companies, it really gives them a way to tap into this sort of elastic workforce that they scale up or down on demand and uh, be able to communicate with anybody in the organization. So to understand uh, what the program was that Atif got into, maybe take a step back. Brian, can you explain to us what an accelerator is and maybe specifically what the target retail accelerator is, Brian? And then we'll feed in Atif. Basically, uh, Techstars is a startup accelerator program. They've most recently moved into the corporate space, too, by partnering with corporates like Target and RGA and, and Sprint to help early-stage startups kind of move as fast as you can in a 90-day period. So they actively go out and find startups at that early stage, invite them in, and it's a highly uh, sought-after position. But what it allows startups to do is actually have an opportunity to meet with mentors and investors at an early stage and, quite frankly, just take that two-year process that most startups go through and compress that into a 90-day period. So tell us about what uh, Target did. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case. You were moving pretty quickly in a very short amount of time. A lot's thrown out at you. Um, you know, for us, we, you know, the reason we joined, we had a sort of free product that was out there. It was getting great sort of organic traction, and we were looking how to connect the employee, the manager that's using the platform to the larger enterprise. So we had that focus going in, and it was really great. I think, you know, the first week in, Target obviously had this big problem that they're trying to solve in their stores to give you an idea. It's, it was a very manual process for it in order to like trade a shift. It was a piece of paper on the back wall. Managers are making 30, 40 phone calls a day. Pretty big mess, right? And so they saw the need for it. And what was cool is, uh, you know, we approached it with them to how can we get into sort of a proof of concept pilot really quickly and test this out. And one of the things we did was, you know, just in terms of like, I think a lot of times enterprise gets stuck on, oh, we need to integrate this and this and the sales cycle or the 
even a pilot cycle takes like three months. So we said, what's the least amount of data that we need to pull into our system to make this work? And so we built on top of all the existing systems they had. For us, the big thing is pulling in sort of a basic schedule from their workforce management system. So instead of like two-way communication, we said, let's just pull it in so they have that basic tool and our app can work and see what that looks like. And I think also what the big thing was just identifying a small win right early on that we can have and easiest one for us we we're like all right how much time does it take one of your managers to call in people when they call out and they said they're spending anywhere from four to six hours a week so we measured if we can decrease that with our tool yeah so there's a huge trend right now of corporations to figure out how can we partner with startups right to be able to advance innovation forward and you highlighted a little bit about it there which is that corporations they've, they've got all the stores they've got all the employees for you to test on but to do a pilot or a proof of concept might take them three months to be able to get that done. What benefit did they see by working with you guys to be able to move the ball forward? Yeah, I think the benefit was that it gave them some proof points on larger tests, right? So I would say from the startup side, the best way to approach it is provide the least amount of friction possible to get started and do those small wins. Yeah, you know, this we started out with a 10-store pilot over the summer, and now uh, it's led to 133 stores, so about 133 stores now, five states, and continuing to grow. So. What is the speed like? I mean, we don't want to, you know, really bag on corporations too much or anything, sure. but just... Compare what the speed of your team was compared to, I'm sure you had to work with their tech team and other things to be able to get stuff done. Yeah, I think for us, you know, it really shocked them that when we think about speed, we think in like days or weeks. And for them, it's, you know, they're used to vendors coming in talking about months to years, right? So uh, I think that was cool that, you know, not only were we learning from them, they're learning for us and the culture and the sort of the way we operate and it's what's actually possible and how to get things done. So How big's your team? So at the time, we were, we're now at six. We were at four over the summer. So just a team of four moving quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, there was, at least when I was talking to the audience beforehand, uh, some people saying, how do we move faster? How does corporate innovation, can it start to accelerate? And just having experiences of working with talented entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, I'm sure starts to rub off, right? Oh, definitely. They get a vision of like what's possible with very small teams operating sort of independently. And yeah, you know, it opens their mind like what else is possible? What else can we achieve? With I think one of the things that startups oftentimes wonder about, you know, getting involved with a corporate, specifically in something like a, an accelerator where it's, you know, target accelerator, that they uh, it could potentially hurt them from ha having other types of partnerships because they're like tied to a particular name and that. How has that uh, affected your, your ability to get into other markets or, or do other uh, types of pilots and stuff? Uh, it's been amazing. I mean, Target being one of the largest retailers in America, it's instant credibility, right? It's a stamp of approval and validation. So if anything, it opens up more doors. Um, you know, just in Minneapolis alone, there's a lot of retailers, Best Buy, there's Kohl's, there's, so it's, it's definitely open doors rather than hurt. And yeah, it would be, you know, I would say for startups uh, looking to work with corporates, think of it as a stepping stone to something else greater. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for your time yeah. up here. Before we wrap up though, sure. what can the people listening here today or the thousands or millions potentially <laughs> of people who will end up hearing this uh, do to help you out? As we're looking to grow, we're just looking for more partners, even outside retail. We think, you know, restaurant, hospitality, transportation, manufacturing, we're solving a, a big problem for a big workforce. So, yeah, so if you've got shift-oriented workers yep. uh, and you're doing that manually today, right. call you. Yep, that's right? it. <laughs> and where can they learn more information? Um, you can get us at branchmessenger.com. Reach us on Twitter at branchmessenger. We'll say hi. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, let's uh, have up to the stage here Nevin and Lizzie from Blueprint Registry. Please give them a round of applause. Okay, same thing. Uh, to kick it off again, who are you and what is Blueprint Registry? Yeah, so my name is Nevin Shetty, and I'm CEO and co-founder of Blueprint Registry. And I'm Lizzie Ellingson, uh, Chief Creative Officer and co-founder of Blueprint Registry. And Blueprint Registry is an e-commerce platform where users are able to shop room by room through visual floor plans. And we hook users at the most pivotal inflection point, which is a life event. So when Nevin and I were coming up with the concept, we were thinking, okay, shopping on a blueprint is a large idea. How can we actually pare that down to an MVP? And so we looked at the wedding registry market and found it hadn't been just disrupted in over 20 years. And so we started in weddings to really prove the concept and now are moving to other life events such as babies, dorms, and housewarmings. So, so talk me through, like, uh, paint the picture. I, I'm actually, am I taking a picture of my room or what, what is the blueprint that then I shop on top of? Yeah, so the original concept was to use your actual blueprint or your layout to shop. And, you know, starting out, we bootstrapped this for almost two years out of my apartment in New York. So we worked on nights and weekends um, doing it. And obviously, with that type of resources, you had to scale it down. So we started with standard top-down layout. So everyone comes in, sees the same kitchen top-down, same living room top-down, and you shop visually. So if you click the couch, you filter all couches. And then we aggregate gifts from multiple different retailers. So you can see couches from Crate and Barrel, Williams, Temple, West Elm, all in one So it's, it's a market. It's almost like a marketplace then? Yeah. Correct, exactly. And so talking about corporations, you know, when we started, we went out and reached out to all these retailers to get them on the platform. That was a really interesting um, experience in itself. And, you know, funny enough for Target, like we reached out to Target for almost, I would say, six months, never heard back. And then we got into the Techstars thing and had this really interesting insight to that because you need to find the right person at the corporation. And even though you can do all this LinkedIn hunting, you know, you might not find the right person because it's so complex because every company's bureaucracy is very, very different. That's interesting. So not everybody in this room who has a startup is probably going to be able to get into Techstars. It's yeah. Really, what, what advice do you have to other people about how to find the right person if you're a startup trying to work with a corporation? Uh, it was really funny. So I came from a very heavy finance background where we didn't use LinkedIn very much. Um, and LinkedIn or any type of medium to connect with people is really, really important. So, you know, in my role today as CEO, I'm on LinkedIn every day for multiple hours a day. And it's like deep networking where you meet someone for coffee, then meet someone else and meet someone else and they'll get you the right person. What are some of the things you had to do as a startup to kind of convince uh, a target or, or, or some of the other bigger partners that you can actually execute better, faster, and, and actually do what you need to do to move them along? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's, there's a lot of similarities with the VCs where you have to have a good vision, but more importantly, you have to have some type of metrics early on. Because corporations are like, okay, that's great, but how do it work with us? And so early on, we had those early initial metrics that worked really well. And, you know, we solved a pain point for them. So, you know, if you look at just trends in the market, people want a multi-retailer experience. They want to do more things on a really compelling web or mobile experience as well. And so we solved that pain for point for them because they weren't doing it. So we kind of solved the issue for them. So, so that's kind of curious. So you're working with Target and part of your solution is a multi-retailer solution. How did that go over with them? Yes. It was fine actually. I mean they, they were really interested in the in the product we were building um, because really what we found when we were going through the experience, both of us had gone through life events such as weddings or even having a child. And registering is really hard. You know, you had six different retailers and they end up losing sales a lot of the time. You know, they'd be going to an Amazon, they'd be going to a Macy's and actually purchasing. And so aggregating to one place is a better vision and a stronger platform. And so they were excited to work with us. Yeah, I think to, to elaborate on that, it's about 
you know, we have a very high cart value, and we have a higher cart value than them stand alone on their own. So that's the metrics we show. The trend is more people want multiple different retailers. In this experience, they end up adding more because it's more seamless, and then we actually sell more products for Target versus them stand alone. So you talked a little bit about, you, you kind of bootstrapped this for a couple of years, and then what made you decide to, you know, apply for an accelerator, and, and what was the, the pivotal point that, that kind of excelled you to where you are today? Yeah, so I think to step back, because it might be interesting to hear, is we had the conception the idea in January of 2013. I met Lizzie. We decided to do it. We bootstrapped for almost a year. Then we raised a friends and family around. And then after another year, then we applied to Techstars. Um, so we had done a little over $4.5 in sales before we applied to Techstars and got in. And then we crossed $10 million in sales with only four employees, which is pretty, pretty incredible in itself. So a, a quick peek into startup life. Uh, we heard earlier this morning that both of you had life events that were happening kind of right before or during the program itself. What, what, what does startup hustle look like uh, when you're having babies and you're getting married and all that? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's so funny because when we were applying to Techstars, we thought, should we do this? We're not really sure. I mean, I, I was literally nine months pregnant and uh, Nevin was getting married in the summer and we just thought, okay, let's just throw our name in the mix. If anything, it just gets more exposure to more people. And we ended up getting in. And we both looked at each other and said, doesn't matter. We have to do this. We have to do this for our business. Um, and it was the lightning rod we needed. But I think you do realize it's only three months of your life. And so I personally, I brought my son. He was with me um, in a pack and play next to my uh, desk at night, um, three months to six months. And Nevin actually came straight from his honeymoon. So it's something that I've, I'm almost fine like having a baby. There's never a great time. You always hear that. I feel like that's the same with an accelerator and incubator. There's never a great time, but you know you have to put in the work to get a lot out of it, and that's what we found. I was continually shocked within TechStars. Uh, you know, I worked in finance in New York for a long time, and I was akin to working 80 to 100 hours a week. And coming in and working 80 to 100 hours a week in, in tech and tech stars, I was like continually shocked, but it was so energizing because you have this new sense of purpose. You're always in meetings. You're always learning so much. Um, but so my wife, who I just married, I literally came from the honeymoon and left her at the airport and went to <laughs> Minneapolis. Um, we had scheduled her to come out throughout the program, and we canceled all those flights because I was working so much. And so, and we both understood like, okay, listen, this is a finite period of time, and you got to give it all. Well, thanks, guys, uh, for coming up here. Uh, I didn't give a chance to ask any questions to Atep, uh, so we'll do it right now. We'll just pause for a moment. Any questions for either of these three before we move to our third team? Hi. Um, for you, so what do you tell women that think they can't have it all and you were taking your child to work? Yeah, I mean, I would say having it all is impossible. I mean, I, it is. Um, I think it's a fine balance, so something that, Nevin and I pride ourselves on is when we're at work, we're in work mode and we go 110%. And when I'm at home and I'm, I'm at, in home mode. So I try not to work when I'm at home and I try and create a schedule where, yeah, there's going to be days where I'm working really late. And I guess that the accelerator part of it is a whole nother, whole nother ball game. Um, but in general, having a startup and, and having a, a new family, you just try and, and make do with the time that you do have and make sure you're putting the energy towards the right places during the right time. I mean, we were going to, to VC meetings, and Lizzie had just, you know, knocked out new designs, new PowerPoint, was carrying the stroller, trying to get into a cab. I mean, she was a, un, unbelievable. It was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, and I also am really fortunate because I have a co-founder that's, 
you know, really understanding and, and was extremely helpful would hold coal. I mean, the funniest story, I'll just tell this one quick story. We had Mentor Madness, which was 150 mentors that come through for two weeks, and it was the first day. And Nevin wasn't back yet. He was still on his honeymoon. And my husband and I got food poisoning the night before. And uh, my son got sick, too. And it was his first day in daycare. The daycare lady calls me, says, I'm sorry, your son's sick. You have to pick him up. I ran to pick him up brought him back to Techstars, and then went straight into the meetings. And people were literally passing off my baby <laughs> throughout the meetings. It was crazy, but it was also a cool moment, I think, for, our, for everybody who was going through it, that we were, we were a family. So, yeah. One more question. Yeah. Uh, Cable's got a mic there for you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, as far as the Techstars network, how is it organized, and how have you been able to engage it in certain ways, like if you needed, you know, either a mentor or if there was, if you knew what all the other companies were that you could, you know, partner with or what have you. So the way Techstars is generally structured is it's a three-month program. The first month is basically all mentoring and all networking. And those are the relationships that end up being the most fruitful because you spend the most time with them. You have access to the entire Techstars network. So I have reached out to other founders who know a connection to Crate and Barrel or know a connection to someone else. Those tend to be not as good. Um, but they'll make the connection, but it's just a warm lead, essentially, versus a connection, I would say. But in terms of your question, the Techstars community has been really, really amazing because you just meet so many different people from so many different walks of life. So we met so many entrepreneurs who've sold their company for 30, 100, you know, IPO'd, and hearing their perspective is always more, more interesting than getting like a true mentor or like a true kind of VC kind of person around you, I would say. So it's, it's about time. So literally, we would spend six hours a day doing meetings. And that's why you spend so much time in the program. So it's six hours of meetings, then you literally start working at 5 p.m. Uh, and then you've got to follow up with all those particular people, then schedule new ones. Like, I mean, it's a lot of, lot of work. And um, I, I would say if you plan on going to a celebrated program, you can't do it on your own. Like, luckily, we had us two, and then we ended up bringing up more people there. But it's, uh, it's an undertaking in itself trying to manage all those relationships because it, it is very vast. And the one thing I would say is that do your homework before you meet somebody. And um, that was really helpful for us is we would actually do research on every single mentor we're meeting with. So we had specific questions for them rather than wasting five minutes of a get to know you. Um, because then you can really get the answers that you're looking for. I, I think I also heard something from you this morning about understanding roles and accountabilities. Uh, you almost get forced to at a certain point to start to understand, okay, in the past we probably went to a lot of meetings together, but you started to have to divide and conquer yeah, and then you want to break out your mentors into what their skill set is, right? So you want this particular mentor to help you with fundraising versus this mentor to help us actually with the product versus this mentor to help us with development. Um, and like kind of breaking down and understanding like how you're going to utilize people's skill sets for, you know, your own kind of, our own purpose. All right. Any promotions, things we need to know about? How can this room or all the people who are going to be listening to this help you out the best? Yeah, if anyone is getting married or knows anyone getting married, uh, Blueprint Registry is the place to register, uh, www.blueprintregistry.com. And, you know, we'll be expanding to, to other life events, so new homes, babies, graduation. Yeah, very cool, very cool. All right, round of applause. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank for you. That's the end of part one of our South by Southwest live recorded episode. Check in next week for part two with two more teams with Target's Techstars Accelerator. If you want to experience the same success as these startups, but you're tired of bootstrapping by yourself, you don't want to miss the premier Midwestern Innovation Summit. In the meantime, we want to hear from you. 
on Twitter at the IO Podcast or the IO Summit and at InsideOutside.io. Until next time, go out and innovate.